This is Business with Benefits, because there are so many things you get from business besides dollar signs. I'm on this journey with you, and I'm your host, Daryl Perry, aka the guy with the bow tie. You made it this far, so let's get into it. All right, folks, it's the guy with the bow tie checking in with you live for another edition of Business with Benefits. To my right, I'm going to get this right on the first try with the amazing Mirav Levine. You got it. You got it. First time. Perfect. I, yeah. I pride myself on trying to get names right. I butchered one last week, so I'm going to make sure I got yours right. Actually, how are the, you doing today? I'm doing great. And when it's May, like the month, that makes it easier because I'm like, you know, May, Rob, like the ah. month of May, it kind of makes it easier. So you did good. A little mnemonics there to help people with the uh, sound. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, first, I want to say thank you to Hashtag Team Live and Hashtag Team Replay. Whatever you are, please comment, let us know, and represent. We appreciate viewership however we get that. And we are in the middle of coronavirus still, so a lot of you have not left the house. So I wish that we would have said physical distancing instead of social distancing, because yeah. right now you can be very social with social media. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So for the people that have not seen your videos and your great content and everything you're posting, kind of let them know who you are and why did you pay attention to you. Sorry, I lost for a second. Wait, sorry, missed you. Oh, sorry about that. The yep. people that haven't seen you in your content, kind of let them know who you are and why they should pay attention to you. Oh, uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me. She asked me today if I was going to wear a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should make your guest do that. <laughs> I had one guest um, do it so far, one guest. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, next time. Um, my name is Mirav. I have kind of become much more active on LinkedIn over the past year. Actually, I strategically started paying attention to my LinkedIn um, over the past year. I was doing marketing for a company here in Baltimore. I'm in Baltimore. And um, I just kind of really fell in love with the platform more than any other social media um, platform. I found it to be so different. And um, and I started, you know, in the back of my, I've always kind of wanted to start my own business, but in, mm -hmm. as I slowly started getting um, more active on LinkedIn, this, you know, I might, I had some personal things going on. Um, I started seeing a lot of success and I was like, you know what, this is something that I could do. This is something that is really actually, as everyone says, LinkedIn works. And, uh, I, it, it enabled me to go out on my own. And I'm so thankful because I, I went out on my own as of January 1st and I was pretty much set up when this whole lockdown quarantine happened. And I'm feeling, you know, I'm pretty grateful that I was set up in the, at this time. I wasn't scrambling. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I've come to find that LinkedIn has, does work um, if, you, if you work it. And it's, yeah. uh, I, I just love it. I've, I've made some really, really, really good friends. That, that makes me think of that hashtag that your good friend and my good friend, Suzanne Stainer started. The, uh, and I met her through a LinkedIn local event. So um, it definitely works if you work it. You got to be intentional with LinkedIn. And you said you started. So January was when you went full time on your own. Correct. Yep. So this is this is really relevant for people that are kind of like going through transition because a lot of folks are kind of like my business shut down. Exactly. Um, the way I do business is different. You were doing that right before it happened. So what has that journey been like for you kind of going from the W2 corporate role to being all in in the middle of a pandemic? You know, I, I don't know. 
I don't know if I'm the right person to answer it only because it, I happen to have had kind of a transitional year this year. Mm. And so, and I think anyone who's kind of gone through ups and downs can kind of reflect back and be like, okay, I've gotten through something difficult. I can go through this. So I, I sort of had a very different approach to it. I was like, okay, what else? What else is going on? Just add it on, you know? Um, and so I would say that, you know, if you have gone through something challenging before, that helped me right now through this mm. kind of like adjusting. Like I know that I adjusted before and I know I can adjust again. Um, I anyways kind of went in with this like, you know, everything's going to be digital. And so I, I sort of feel like I get that, that need to pivot to everything being social and digital wasn't so crucial for me. But people who don't necessarily do it, they see success outside of social, um, or, or they, they just weren't relying on it for their business are mm. now making that transition and I get I get the the need to like jump all in I yeah. think I think one of the things that I struggled with was that that need that like I feel like I need to be doing everything at once like I need to build my email list I need to build my website I need to build up uh, every campaign you know and the mm. truth is I really didn't to get started <laughs> I really didn't and so if anyone else is feeling this like need to like jump all into digital yeah, that's a really good idea to pivot, but you don't need to be doing every single thing all at once. And so I think it's a little bit of a relief. Um, and I've seen I've, I've seen it firsthand that you don't need to be doing that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like for me, I'm only on LinkedIn. I mean, I have a YouTube that this streams to at the same time, but um, for social media purposes, all I'm on is LinkedIn. All right. And um, some people uh -huh. are like, why are you only there? Why aren't you in other ones? And I just say, well, that's, that's the one where my audience is. That's the one where people engage what I need to engage with, and I don't want to do everything. So, I agree. Um, as a branding strategist who works with social media, um, who would you say needs to focus on LinkedIn? Would it be B2B only or B2B and B2C? I say, um, B2C, I say both. I think, first of all, I think LinkedIn is shifting, mm -hmm. um, where it may have been more appropriate for just B2B before, but I think that now, um, you know, LinkedIn is people, and so, Everyone who's, not everyone, but you know, people who are on LinkedIn, even if they're business owners or CEOs, they are people who have families and pets and lives and purchasing. So they are your customers. You know, I had, um, a, I actually really like the challenge of marketing something a little bit different on LinkedIn other than mm -hmm. retail or other than, because to me that's very exciting. Like how can we talk to people about something that's like not such a, awesome you know we're not selling iPhones we're selling you know <laughs> whatever whatever we're selling and um, and and finding that person to person or, or find I really think that um, you can find people's needs and you can speak to people's needs and and if you think about the way that you engage uh, I mean I know this for me is true is that I always engage on the posts that I find to be relatable mm -hmm. and which means that anyone in any industry can make a post that will be relatable to me um, if they're talking about business, if they're talking about life, if they're talking about, you know, all sorts of things. Um, and that's enough to draw me in. Now, I might not be their customer, but right. I come with my audience. And when I get, no, you know, it just is this big networking event. And so it, it just it just helps. You know, it just it, it works. Um, so I think that B2C is good. I don't know about like straight up product, you know, like, yeah. I'm not, you know, the products, I think that wouldn't do so well in that way. But the the question is, why should people buy from you? You can answer that question on LinkedIn. 
perfect. For, for any, it's a big networking event. I love that analogy. It is. It is. It's 24-7 networking event worldwide. You're, you're at the largest networking event <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and that's where I think that even at the end of the day, it's really human to human with sales. So when you hear the phrase social selling, I think people get this misconstrued. They think it's kind of getting on social media, then selling like a pitch. Right. Um, put your, you know, do your ads. Your ads are the only thing you do on your LinkedIn content. And then your messaging is only selling products. So what is social selling to you when you had to explain it to somebody else? Like, this is what social selling is. Yeah, I mean, I see it as, as, as wide as um, trying to get someone to read your blog or trying to get someone to buy a product. I think if you think about the way that you communicate on on LinkedIn, but any social media platform really. Um, if you think about the way that you communicate and you're putting out content because of you, you know, I see this all the time. I guess what I'm trying to say is if someone writes a blog post, which they think is the bee's knees, they think it is the best blog post ever and everyone should read it. They make a post, I see this all the time. People write a post, they're like, check out my blog. Check out my amazing blog. <laughs> and nobody clicks on it. Why? Nobody clicks on it because they don't know what that blog's about. They don't know why it would interest them, what it's going to give to them, what mm -hmm. value. And we're, we have so much content being thrown at us that I don't have time to click on your blog to see if I like <laughs> it or not like it. So when people write these posts, they're like, check it out or see what I've done or you don't want to miss this. It's really, really not getting into the minds of your customers. So if you have a great blog post, which is legitimately awesome that's mm. cool but like tell me why tell me why i'm gonna click on that and, and give me reason to believe that it's going to be valuable to me in the copy in the post so that i know that it's worth and that social selling is like why tell me why why should i talk to you why should i read your blog post why should i buy your product um it's it's the why and then when you've given the people the reason oh i want to work with you know, I want to work with the bow tie guy. I want to work with, you know, when they see that ad or when they have their need, they're coming to you because you've yeah. given them that reason of why. Um, and and that, even if like this example of a blog post, reading a blog post or clicking on a link or something, um, those are all different kinds of asks. You know, the biggest ask is like a high end product yeah. that you want someone to buy, but a low and even, even, me signing up for an email or clicking, you know, or reading a blog is going to be um, an ask. And you better tell me why I'm going to do that for you, you know? Yeah, I agree. But I think the, the whole the, the definition of sales, I think, got messed up over time because sales has been around as long as the world's been here. You get to sell your kids on brushing their teeth, <laughs> exactly. your spouse on marrying yeah. you, anything exactly. you get to sell somebody on. So yeah. I think you're right that this look at me look at me look at me buy it that was maybe like the 80s that worked yeah but um now Did it ever work i mean do you think it ever worked i don't know <laughs> um so it's, to a point there we, we were we were more primitive i think so we kind of felt that <laughs> okay. part. okay that's, maybe that's like think was new, media was new so maybe that was enough to like wow yeah us. and you couldn't get information i mean back in the day you right. didn't have to they point. said this is the best new stock on the market okay all right stock right. broker i guess you're right that's true but, uh now now we have access to information. I think selling at the chain is a result. And then, oh, we had a comment real quick that um, Donovan, sure. he said facts to what you were saying, Donovan Smith, with the post Meridian. I got to do that for him whenever he comments. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he said facts. And then Ashton Smith, she said a uh, little tactical help. She said, I post stuff all the time, 
I can't seem to get trapped into my social media, whether it's Facebook, whatever. I try hard every day and I can't get any results. And if it was everybody else was doing it, oh, and if it was that easy, everybody else would get rich doing it. Um, so let's talk about that. People that post, I see this all the time. I'll engage with somebody and I'll see they're posting consistently, but they get like one like, two likes. And I was in that boat for a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, what do you think the reason is that when somebody's posting consistently, they're getting low results on their, their post, whatever it is? Um, I would probably, I don't know for sure, because there could be a lot of things. It uh, Consistency is, there's what to be said about consistency for sure. Mm-hmm. The messaging, it really depends on the messaging. What's What's going on in the messaging? Is it again, giving that value, like why? But then I think the other part of, um, especially LinkedIn, Facebook's a little different, um, but especially on LinkedIn, um, you're, you might not be putting the effort in behind the scenes, connecting with people, sending messages, getting to know people. Um, I have what I kind of call like my LinkedIn friends who are people that I know that I'm gonna engage with. I may never buy from them, and they may mm. never buy for me, but they're my LinkedIn friends and we support each other and we communicate and they refer me and, and I've done a lot to cultivate those relationships. And, and even though it's online, I mean, you know, I don't necessarily talk to them every single day. I don't call them, but they're they're my friends and I'm connected to them and I feel like I know them. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like if I would meet them in real life, like I feel like if I met you in real life, I'd be like, hey, what's up? You know, like we right. would, it would be very familiar. So. My guess is that probably there's not enough of that going on. And so it's that same why people don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Why should they engage with your post? You know, and, and it's, it's so hard. We, we sort of created a monster where like we have no attention span. We're thrown. <laughs> everyone's bombarding us with beautiful posts. So if I don't have a reason to know someone, like I might swipe right by just because I'm just... I'm just so inundated, but yeah. for, but I, I probably, if that person, if I, I don't know what we said her name was, but if she, um, sent me a DM and said, you know, you know, and we started talking and it's very, it's much more likely that when I see her content, I'm going to engage because, Hey, this is a friend. I want to, I want to engage right. with her. I think it's a big yeah. part of it. Yeah, I think um, you brought a good point when you said our attention spans. I think the, the reason we're kind of thrown off on social media, we see the Kardashians and the celebrities that they get us post a picture and they're going to get 20 million likes because That's they're true. a celebrity. So That's then we true. try to duplicate that and say, right. oh, oh, I have 5,000 followers. I should get 1,000 likes or something. Yeah. But um, it's not as simple as that. She actually said she gets a lot of views on Google Guide, a local guide, but it doesn't pay for anything. So uh, Ashton, um, probably wanted to talk to Mariah about that because that's what I think the issue might be there's not enough story I see so many people that run a business that don't want to put themselves into their social media yes and such a good I always think it's a requirement do you think that's a requirement nowadays to put yourself into your content I think yeah well I, I don't think you have to share everything um mm-hmm. I don't think I think there are people who very consciously don't share about personal things or their families and I think that's fine there has to be something you know yeah some personality. I mean, you said that you saw a difference from the beginning and then, all, you know, you started making, so what, what was it for you that made that change from just a few likes, a little bit of engagement to oh, good point. being a little more successful? So for me, when I first started, I was posting mostly like just insurance stuff. Cause obviously I do benefits for small businesses and life yeah. insurance and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I posted financial things and things about insurance. Um, when I started posting, like, this is me at the office, 
this is me at a client meeting. Uh, this is me rapping about insurance. Like I just put, <laughs> my family isn't like in my posting, but it's like, this is me. So like, you know, when you meet me, I'm in the music, I'm in the movies. I'm, exactly. I think I'm somewhat funny, you know, like things like yeah. that. You wear a bow tie. Yeah, wear a bow tie, like that, right. that branding just kind of happened. So yeah. I think when I did that, that's when it kind of happened where they're like, oh, it's a real person. And when you said, if we meet in person, I feel like I know you, that's happened to me several times. Yes, um, I believe People say, oh, I see your videos all the time. Yeah, they, yeah. Never, they never engage, never like, never comment. But they know you. Yeah, so I think Ashton, to speak to that, I mean, this puts some of you, maybe not to your life story, but some yeah. of you in there. I love, I love the, just by the way, the bow tie thing, because it really is like, and it doesn't, it can always be something else. I think I heard somebody, I somewhere I heard that there's a speaker, every time she goes to speaking engagement, she buys a new pair of shoes so like her followers <laughs> kind of like follow her shoe journey also so like you get known for certain things and it really makes you stand out like and and if you can find something about yourself that people will just come to know you by you know I, I think that's really smart it's a really smart mark personal branding marketing I just think it's great well, thank you. Is it all, all an accident? Most of these best nicknames are accidents. <laughs> um, but I think when you mentioned something also about the, the way people are selling, it's like dating back in the day was you had to know something about somebody to kind of get their attention to go on a date. Yeah. Um, oh, in this swipe left, swipe right society, right. that doesn't happen much. So I think that kind of messes up selling. So what yes. would you kind of say to someone, they're on social media, they want to sell, and they have these connections that this is my target audience, this is a decision maker I can talk to. What do you think is the first step before they try to pitch them in the decision in the DM box? Um, well, I would say you have to win their love a little bit. Um, you you kind of have to like get them to notice you because they're probably getting a lot of pitches. I would I would assume that they're probably getting lots of people pitching to them. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the things that when I when I'm doing for a client, um, when I'm doing research for a client, and I find interesting articles. Uh, let's say on Forbes or on um, all sorts of different links, I'll go into the LinkedIn, I'll, I'll go into the authors of those articles and I'll connect with them on LinkedIn and I'll message them, hey, I really loved your article on whatever platform, Medium, Forbes, like I, I, and, I, and I'm, I found it because I'm looking for info on a client um, and that usually gets their attention because they're like, oh, she read something that I do. She knows. And sometimes I'll ask a question on it um, just to spark conversation sometimes. Mm -hmm. And usually that's a lot better than me just being like, I have this product you want because they're <laughs> like, you don't know who I am, you know? And so I try to, and even for myself, when people DM me and they're like, and they, they go in with like this, like you said, like know something about them or know someone else, like, that catches my attention versus someone who's like, uh, just today I got a message about someone who has a product that I might like to try out. No, I don't want to try it out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry you're paying money for that, but no, I don't. So, um, you know, it's just really uh, finding that finding that piece that may make you stand out. And it's also like not relying on a one-time interaction. Mm. Like just because you had a comment on there once and they interacted with you still doesn't give you the still does not put you in their vision you know what i yeah. mean like it still doesn't mean you're besties um yeah. it takes like a few times it takes engaging with them it takes complimenting them it takes asking them questions showing that you even get what they do before mm -hmm. you just you know try to make a pitch and 
to that point, um, one of the things that I was challenging myself to do in the beginning was to reach out to people who I thought had really big following mm. and and getting on their radar a little bit. Now, when I first started out, like anyone with like over 7,000 followers was like celebrity to me. You know, I, <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God, they're talking to me. You know, it was like yeah. Kim Kardashian and then like whoever has 7,000 followers on LinkedIn yeah. is like the same level of amazing to me. Yeah. And, um, but when, but for me, it was this challenge of the pitch to them was like, Hey, let's get on a call and let me record some of it and post it. Like, so the pitch wasn't, I wasn't like selling anything, but I was, I was buying their time. Uh, hey, I know you. Yeah. Yeah. I was buying their time. And so even that, and coming from like not being so comfortable with it, um, I had to do it slow. I had to warm it up. I had to first engage with them. Then I had to share, you know, do it, drop a name that I know. Then I had to read one of their articles and ask a question and yeah. and and interact with their friends. And like only slowly did I get, you know, once I started doing that strategically and and authentically, I would say and authentically. Um, yeah. That is when they were like, okay, I'll I'll want to call with you. Sure, why not? But if it was just, I, I remember there was somebody who I wanted very badly to be on a call with, and I, I, I definitely put her on a pedestal, <laughs> and I was like, I, I think I, I don't even know what I said. I blathered one of these crazy things off in a DM, and it was like, uh, no, I have no time, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I ruined it, I ruined life, um, and then you know, slowly I took a step back, I took a little bit of a slower approach, a little bit normal, more normal, and uh, you know, so it was, it's just a matter of. Of, of doing it the right way instead of yeah. say, same thing with the dating. You're absolutely right. Like, you know, like same thing. Like you, you got to go about it slowly. You can't just like, hey, you want to get married? Want to get married? Want to get married? Like that, that doesn't right. work. Right. Want to marry now? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Check out but my product you, and get married. But two things you said are authentic was one big thing and being intentional. Um, I was the same way that I would put certain people on a pedestal. And I know for me, Interesting. Um, like Shanae Moran, Courtney mm -hmm. Herring, I probably mention them every three shows I do this, but they're the reason <laughs> I go live. But I like they're what the they do. I was yeah, a fan of the what they did before they hit this mega level yeah. that we're at. They're and I just asked Courtney one day, like, hey, can we have coffee? Just, you know, we're both in Atlanta. Let's just yeah. have coffee and talk. And met her son, had a great time. Oh, and that was great. intentional. Like, I wanted to actually know them. We haven't even done business together. I just wanted to work with them. Like, That's say, awesome. hey, you guys are cool. We're in the same area. Let's talk. That's so, awesome. Why do you think people have a hard time with like getting to that point of saying, I know this is the client I want, I don't want to be in a relationship, but why do you think they're so quick, like, let me just pitch them versus build a relationship? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, let, I, I guess I would have to reflect on why I did that. I think that it's the same reason we post that post that says, read our blog. Mm -hmm. um, it's that same thing, like, we, think about ourselves and like what we think other people would want to hear or we think our product is just so amazing that we <laughs> we just are like why wouldn't you want to read my blog why wouldn't you want to answer me why wouldn't you want to but but like you really have to kind of be a little bit more giving you have to be a little bit more um speak to their interest and speak to their like their interest and their need and their um you know like their world so to speak you know That'd be about them yeah yeah and and really be right about them and so like it's not to say that people who are who are very famous or very on the top like don't want to help other people 
it's just that they're inundated also. So you've got to figure out a way to stand out. And if you just try to throw your own things at them, like, what, what, you know, why, why should they? So I think people, I think for myself, I mean, when it was somebody that I was really um, putting on a pedestal, which I think it's interesting that you did that too. Like, I, I'm curious about that, but, um, <laughs> but like, you know, we, we're, we're just so, I don't know, maybe it's a mix of nervousness, it's a mix of ego, it's a mix of, I don't know what it is, but it's, uh, we just jump into it and we're like, and then we're like, okay, that really didn't work, that backfired. I guess for me, I've, I've, I've always, I, I keep saying I gotta write a book or something called it, because I always yeah. thought sales was like dating for a long time, because there, there's so many parallels, if you just really break down the objectivity of sales, a lot of it's just like dating, I mean, it's a yes. relationship. It's like, yes, (laughs) and it's also like very, it's so much psychology, which is so fascinating because like you can see, like when you said painting is marketing, getting somebody, like those are all things you have to kind of convince people of, persuade people and get them in line with you. So it's hardcore psychology. Yeah. And we had a quick comment from Anu Gupta. He said... I am in the digital event space and can be a company service required for your... See, now he's pitching me right now. This is funny. So That's funny. <laughs> so listen, for everybody watching All right. this, I knew you're on the live. <laughs> I appreciate you being on the live. Don't pitch in the comments. Don't I'll pitch. leave it up there to be nice to you, but don't pitch in the comments. <laughs> exactly. Go <laughs> back. Go back be. to the show after. <laughs> yeah, rewind it about five minutes. But it, it, I think it's being about somebody else. I, one thing I think is it's hard for us to separate the result from the right now. Like we want the result of selling it. So when yeah. you're on social media, like how much time are you spending engaging other people's content right now? Um, I do, I do spend a lot, a lot. Of, I do spend a considerable amount of time on it, but, but I do it because I get results back. So it's not like just scrolling. It's like intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone has to spend hours and hours engaging, but they they definitely should be engaging with the people that they want to like build those relationships with or get to know or um Richard Moore has like a great he has a great um where he says like you know he says like make a list of people that you want to be engaging with and engage with those people you know like don't just be waiting for whoever pops up in your newsfeed like go to the people that you want to be on their radar and be very strategically engaging with those people I think it's a great point yeah, Richard was my favorite. I put oh, that I song love it. I it's the best. That song yeah. I did a while ago, he was in that song. He's going to be live with me probably next week. Oh, awesome. Um, okay, it's great. But yeah. th- that's an intentional thing. I said, Richard's on his game with sales. So that's why I yes. said, you know what? I want to know this guy. And I never pitched him. I just like stuff, comment, put him in a song. And he's like, remember back in 19, 2019 when I got put into a rap song? And he liked that. <laughs> so it's little things like that that I think exactly. people just have a hard time being about somebody else. Maybe that's what we're so egotistical. It's yeah. hard to do that. It's very but when you say intentional, um, intentionally engaging. So some people think engaging is just liking everything. What do you think for selling is like a good strategy for content engagement for people that don't know what to do? Um, well, I, I think the name of the game is getting on people's radar, you know, and how can you move away from the post to a conversation, which will then eventually turn into a phone call or a collab or, you know, something more. So, um, I think whatever you can do to, uh, stand out. So if you're just like one of these people that just like, I call them like the bobbleheads, they just like agree with everybody and like great post. I love it. You know, 
then you don't end up standing out versus if you take the time to ask a question, mm-hmm. bring up another point, um, share, like just make it like the same thing you would do in real life. Like in real life, you're not going to be like, cool. like it. Cool. <laughs> like you would, you would, your body language, you would ask something you would like, you would take up, pick up cues from somebody you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Like if you told me like, like I just, um, just today, actually I got a puppy. Um, so Aww. yeah, just today. So like, you know, if I told you that you wouldn't be like, you would, you nice. would say, Oh, what kind of, like, like. <laughs> yeah. I like it. <laughs> right. Exactly. You would, you would ask questions, you would engage, you would, it's a bishu and it's very cute. It's not here yet, but I'll answer the questions for you anyways. And, um, <laughs> but like, it's that sort of thing. So I think anything you can do to then the goal is not to just get engagement on your post. The goal is to move into a conversation outside of that. The goal is to meet for coffee. The goal is to get on a phone call. The, the goal is to become friends. Um, you know, and it's not always about that immediate sale. There's yeah. somebody who I actually do work now with that, um, she had been popping up in my newsfeed for a long time, months, and we were really like engaging with each other and we were friends and and I didn't have any intention of doing work with her. And when I went out on my own, um, I needed her services and she was like the first person that I thought of. Mm-hmm. And she didn't pitch to me, I didn't pitch to her. We didn't, um, you know, she didn't shove it down my throat. We just, we just <laughs> really like, we really became friends. And so it was kind of like an obvious, it was kind of an obvious to me, you know, to, to, to call her. Yeah, and I, top of mind. Top of mind, important. yeah. So I think that engagement piece is, is not just engaged, but engaged to, to stand out. Okay. And I want to ask you something, because you're always authentic with everything. The, uh, the heated debate of, uh, well, two things. The first one is how much, con- how much to post. I feel like we're in okay. the content wars because everybody's uh. at home. Um, we so are. I, I post daily, but I've been posting daily for probably Forever. a year or two now. Right. But for you, what do you think is an acceptable amount of time to be posting? Once a day, once a week? What do you think? So, what I tell my clients is not always what I do myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just for in the for the name for the sake of authenticity. Yeah. Um, I think for sure, at least you know, four or five times a week to stay top of mind. I think the weekends. I don't know how you find the weekends. I think that weekends you can get away without posting and still stay pretty top of mind. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Personally, more than once a day, I, it may, maybe sometimes it might make sense. I think it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, the, the one thing that, I would, that I'm actually really telling myself, I'm, this is something I'm telling to myself right now, is that I am trying to build up that consistency muscle that's yeah. something that um, you know. I I am like. It's something that I push myself to do. It's not something that comes naturally to me. Right. So for the sake of consistency and building that consistency muscle, do it every day because then I'll just get into the habit of doing it. Yeah. But that's much more about self-discipline than it is about content and social media. So okay. that's like that's like you know my own note to self. But definitely at least five times a week you could be safe. I think, I, I, think. That, I think that tells back to the, the selling aspect because I mean old selling was you put an ad out there and it'd be good for six months or a year whatever that ad was but um selling now like you said it'd be a short attention span so I think that's part of social selling is to understand that post you did a month ago they don't remember it it could have been epic but it's, it's so crazy <laughs> it is so crazy yes that's such a good point 
Um, right, people don't remember, which is, is so crazy. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, how much effort you put into like editing something. Yeah. And then it's like within 24 hours, you know, or if you send it off to a video editor or whatever, it's like, you know, you're paying a few, a lot for a one, a single post, but um, it goes, you're right. The attention span is so better to be better to have that consistency, you know, versus that one mega post. Yeah. This one yeah. I never got into Snapchat. I never got how Snapchat had disappeared to the people. Like, why would I spend all that time posting and then it disappears in the you know, three seconds? <laughs> I, I never got into that either. Although on Instagram, I mean, and stories are soon to come to LinkedIn, I hear. So, um, I mean, there is that like 24 hour thing. Mm. It's definitely not helping our attention spans, but it's, <laughs> right. it's not like helping the problem, but I've gotten used to that format of, you know what I feel like? I feel like, you know how like, when the when the press came out and like that changed the way people communicated that changed the world like when mm. the the printing press you know and then when television came out that changed the world like how we communicate i think this like instagram story thing has mm. changed the way we tell stories it's changed we can say so much in a meme we can say so much in a in a in a in a gif we can say so much in a like uh in a, one of those stickers from Instagram. So like, yeah, we've gone through a cultural change in how we communicate. And it's, we, just like they went through change when the printing press came out. I get, I'll, I'll be, I won't fight tooth and nail. I'll, I'll kind of go with it. Cause I, I heard stories of length and I'm like, I don't know if I want to get into that. It's a whole other thing to worry about. But um, another thing I want to ask you about, LinkedIn stories, um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like a somewhat lion on LinkedIn for people that don't know LinkedIn open networker. Um, I mostly accept anybody unless they don't have a picture or they're not in the yeah. or something. So there's always this debate mm -hmm. of mm. getting a bunch of connections, getting a bunch of connections. And I did that for a long time, then I got more purposeful recently. Yeah. But how do you feel about the, I'm going to put a post out there to kind of build a party on yeah. LinkedIn real quick. How do you feel about that kind of methodology? Um, like do these three things or do these five things. Right, right. Like so like, follow somebody else in the post, like something yeah. you know, about that. So I don't let it upset me too much. <laughs> like, <laughs> meaning like some people are like really, they, they get bothered when they see it. And I, I get, I guess it's cause like they're putting so much effort into their content and then people are just like taking the shortcut. It doesn't bother me that much only because I feel like, look, they, the, you know, they figured out how to leverage LinkedIn in a great, in a way that works for them. So kudos to them. Now they have to go and mine through all those names. And so they've, they've used it in a different way. Um, it's not my cup of tea. Like I don't want to, it's not my style because I don't like that type of, I don't like to consume that kind of content. So I don't like to create that kind of content. Um, yeah. I'd, you know, but for the people that do it and that it's working, you could say the same thing about um, someone who is like, likes to network in person. And they're like, what do you think of all these people networking online? It's not the right way. You know, like it's a tool. <laughs> okay, it, yeah. It's a tool. Like if they, if you figured out how to use it in a way, that works for you then great and hopefully it's uh you know profitable for you and and time well spent and uh be open to you know if it's not working to making some and, and you know and don't be shocked when one way either changes or doesn't change or like you know like tomorrow the algorithm could change and who knows maybe it's like the only thing to do to get seen is that you, you have to rap or something i don't know you know <laughs> No, but that's a fair answer because I mean I do see people get very bothered like oh, I hate people do this it's so lazy it's so and it's bothered like, 
but it's and it, I have a part methodology that like, it's a free web page. I mean, LinkedIn is a free web page. So when you can think of I can get five thousand views, like your web page won't do that in like a week right. or two, probably. Right. Right. So it's kind of like I get I, I I I get it. You should engage people. And I think if you do it, at least engage people. I don't like when people do it and don't really like do anything with it. Yeah. Um, so I yeah I mean I agree. Do you think that views? What do you think is more? Because, like, you're right. At the end of the day, the views are so massive. Like, you're getting so many views. Even if you don't get engagement, you're getting, you know. So, do you yeah. have a feeling of one is more important than the other? Or, or do you I look feel... at it like a lead measure and a lag measure. Like, you have to get views to get the engagement. So, I don't get hung up. Like, I, I call myself getting hung up on this a little bit. So, it's Hantia Deck. Uh, she was the first multi-million dollar football player. So we, we both posted something at the same time, like talking about my podcast. And um, for a while, I had more views than her. And she has like 200,000 followers. I'm like, oh, snap. I got more views. And I got caught into it for like the whole day. Like I'm checking the post back and forth. Like she gets a <laughs> like, I get a like. She gets a comment, I get a comment. And when it <laughs> got amazing. past like day two, she blew past me, like way more views. But I had more comments. So... I got into my head like you know what the views were cool and that was a fun thing to think I had more views than somebody with like 10 times the audience I have but I got more comments so at the end of the day like what was more important so I think you do need one for the other but um I agree we're gonna get sucked into it anyway if we see vanity metrics we're gonna see ooh I got 5 likes I got 10 views definitely (laughs) oh my gosh for sure I mean um the vanity metrics are are there like they're they're good because they, they say something they tell something yeah. but it's not the end all it doesn't mean that people are you know paying money or that you're making money <laughs> right. it just means that you're doing okay with your content or that yeah. you're you know you know what you're doing a little bit on social media I like that so yeah. when speaking of that when I love that you show people like practical tips for getting started with social media I saw your post about this is my iPhone this is the apps I'm using so um, for people that are kind of like, I don't have all this fancy equipment, I can't afford a rev, I can't afford all these different things. Yeah. What are some good, like, basic foundational things to make a video post you could recommend? Um, okay. I would say for sure, uh, if you're trying to make video, any phone, just make sure that you have, <laughs> really any phone will work. Just make sure you have a tripod and uh, good sound. I think people do not like to watch things that don't have good sound or that are moving a lot. Like yeah. my camera just shake. So definitely a tripod. <laughs> Put it somewhere so that it's steady. Um, don't get too close to your camera. Like a good, I don't know, whatever this measure is, but like don't be like all up in the camera. Um, <laughs> you know, kind of have like yourself framed, like your, your head. Um, and I would say also to use an app uh, for captions. So there's apps, there's this subtitles um, that mm-hmm. seems to be pretty good. It's a website. You just upload it and then you can like download it. It seems pretty easy. I use an app on my phone called Mixed Captions. I pay uh, whatever it is. I pay the monthly. I don't know what I pay, whatever. Not, <laughs> not a lot. It's nothing not, not crazy. Nothing crazy. That's right. Exactly. Uh, but it's so worth it. And I find it to be the easiest to edit and to change. It's better than clips and it's better than auto caps and whatever. I've downloaded, yeah. I've downloaded them all. This one is yeah. for sure the best. Um, and then I would also tell you that on LinkedIn, I think a lot of people have this tendency to make very long videos. Like they say the question and the answer and the oh, like yes. wrap up and the intro and the, so <laughs> all you have to do is take your video. Don't worry about it too much. 
introduce the question, but when you edit your video, cut out the question, make the question either the headline or the post itself, like and then that. answer the question in your video. Cause like, then you're getting someone to read, like why, you know, they don't, basically you're not repeating information twice. So like if you ask the question and then you ask the question in the video, it's like, get to the good part. So and yeah, short attention spans one minute, people. One, one minute, exactly. Yeah, one minute or less, or two minutes if you get something good. But yeah, that's so about it. If it's if it's really good, and if people like you and they like what you're talking about, they will. Your your fans will watch you. But um, a lot of times, my clients will send me these videos, and they'll send me like four minute videos, and the answer is like 35 seconds. So I'll like <laughs> cut out all that stuff, and I'm and they're like, yeah. you just cut out the entire video. I'm like, nobody's gonna watch it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so. Uh, keep it as you know. Keep the answer in the video and the question in the post. So that, that brings me to another point that's good because you mentioned your clients in these videos. So with you helping people with social media and branding and all that, what do you see as like the top three things they get wrong besides the video mm. that we just talked about? But what yeah. are the top three things they get wrong with selling socially? That's a really good question. Um, I think they're not leveraging, like I said, uh, they're not leveraging the the DMs, they're not leveraging the, in, the messages behind. And I would say that goes for any social media platform. Any social media platform you're on that you can uh, direct message with somebody, take mm -hmm. advantage of that because there's so much that you can gain from that. Like even on Instagram, I happen to not put a lot of effort into Instagram, but I'm there. Um, mm -hmm. But I do a lot of direct messages with a lot of people. Um, and so when people start to follow me, I send them a message or, you know, so I think that's a really important key. Okay. Um, the DM, uh, let's see what else do I think is the top mistake. I would definitely say the consistency piece. I think okay. that people, um, don't see that something works after a few weeks and they are like, oh, that was pointless. So <laughs> I guess, you know, like, I guess I'll stop. And really you have to give it time. People have to sort of, you have to sort of become like, a staple in their mind you know like you have to mm. do it give it a good solid three to six months before you throw up your hands it's possible something won't work but yeah but, but give it time before you don't give it two episodes and then be like that was <laughs> that didn't work it's yeah. not enough time to really um get people's attention i think there's that and then i also think that um this is something that i sort of I think that is a little hack is that I think, you know, people, this is very true on Instagram, but I think people want to present like a picture perfect image mm -hmm. or they want to present, um, like something really polished. And I, that doesn't always get people's attention. In fact, sometimes you scroll right by that cause you're so used to seeing those like polished corporate things. Yeah. So just think about whatever you're posting, like, in, not to be uh, like clickbaity, but like, how can I get this person's attention? So put words on there that they might use. Um, put something like sometimes I'll do my video and you'll see like my hands are up or something because it's like, you know, I'm trying to yeah. show someone like stop for a minute, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you know, or I'm pointing at something. Um, I just think that like, even though it might not be picture perfect, it it gets someone's attention. And, and I also encourage words to be on your images sometimes because yeah. Sometimes people will not get, not spend enough time on your copy to see what you're talking about, but it's the, it's the words on your image that get them to read the post. So, uh, like, like the same way people put headlines in their video, yeah. maybe put, you know, try it, see what happens. 
Um, yeah, that's what YouTube got built on was the, the thumbnail. I mean, the thumbnail, you know, right. You're in YouTube, you don't watch it, the thumbnail doesn't catch your, I mean, you get the text that says something, but the thumbnail oftentimes is like, what's that? What's that? What's that exactly. picture? Exactly, exactly. So it, it, they need to work together. Like the thumbnail should tell you why you should read the post and the post should tell you why you should click on the thumbnail. So they have to kind of like speak to each other. Um, but I think, uh, you know, and then I think messaging is always like getting into your customer's brain and how they would word things and, you know, the words, using the words that they would use instead of the, um, you know, instead of the words that you would use. So okay. I have a, I have a client that is a therapist and she'll sometimes use very, um, like technical terms. And I'm like, no, but we don't, we don't know what that means. <laughs> right. I don't know what, you know, those words mean, but like, if you're asking me if like, why is my kid tantruming? Okay. I get, I got that. <laughs> so, you know, we got to use the words that the customers will use so that yeah. they know that I'm talking to them. Yeah, I got to tell my agents I'm training all the time. Nobody else speaks insurance like an insurance agent. So don't exactly. use insurance it, words. Exactly. That's exactly right. Especially in an industry like that where it's like there's so much lingo and there's so much like, you know, you're trying to get in front of everyday business owners and they, you know, they're not in that world. So yeah. 100%. Exactly. Comment, um, Marlon Addison, a friend of mine, he, uh, he said I'm late to the party, but I'll be in Team Replay. Awesome. And um, he said he's primarily on LinkedIn and Twitter. Now, Twitter's been something oh. I had contention with. I used to have, when I first started social media, I had Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, I had all yeah, of yeah. I kind of got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Twitter, I have a love-hate thing. Like, I, like, should I get back on Twitter? Should I know I what you mean. <laughs> so I, how, are you, how do you feel about that? Um, I also, I was on Twitter for a little while. There's something about the interface that I don't like. I don't know what it is. Um, there's something like not intuitive to me, at least about it. Okay. Um, in, in the user experience, I don't know what it is and I don't know if you relate to that. I find like Instagram is like intuitive. LinkedIn is intuitive. I find Twitter to not be intuitive. I, I'm very curious if anyone agrees with me or if that's just my own thing. Um, and Twitter also like moves so fast yeah. um, that, you know, it, it just doesn't get me the same way that LinkedIn does. Even, even I think Instagram even moves a little faster than like the LinkedIn is really encouraging conversation and engagement right. and collaboration. So I, I like it better. It just is not as like overload, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but there are certain people that do so well on Twitter. You know, there are those people that do really well on Twitter. So if you are going to try and go on Twitter, like, like do a real strategy. Don't just like take the same content you're posting on Instagram or LinkedIn and post it, like go real, like do, do what you should be doing on Twitter with, you know, the, the chats and the, and the lists and, and, um, more than one tweet, you know, a few, a bunch of tweets a day and make them relevant and conversational, like go with an actual strategy. Don't just try to take your content and put it. It won't work. It won't, that's it won't do well. why it didn't work for me. Cause that's what I was trying to do. I, I used to use a Hootsuite. Mm -hmm. Oh, you would just post it all. Yeah. Yeah. That would, then, then I would like me engage it, but there's no real, I don't think Twitter has much engagement. No, um, not, not if you're doing it like that. That's true. Yeah, and then sure. Marlon also said that's great feedback regarding not repeating the question. Simply posting it and responding is social, social media, social media ing. You made a verb out of it. Your social media ing, exactly. <laughs> New verb. Yeah, um, exactly. It's now, so bad. We've really created a monster, but we have to feed the monster now. <laughs> yes, yeah, Zami Rosenberg. But Twitter is just a place to brag. I can see that. Um, I saw recently how President okay. Trump tweeted 126 times on Mother's Day. <laughs> um, which is a ridiculous amount of posts, but that is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> you know what? Honestly, his his um, 
his social media strategy is legit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, I can say that. Yeah, he's top you, of mind. He's top of mind. You're always like, okay, what did he say today? <laughs> uh, what is this? So, it's if you're gonna do social media, like maybe use his strategy. Like maybe don't be as controversial, but like he, you know, he he does it well. He's going to cup, whatever comes to mind. Yeah, he he does it well. <laughs> and and you know what? The people that sort of have a tone are also very good. Like who is it? It's like Wendy's, I think. Yeah, when you get tone, yeah. They are like known to like really like throw it in your face a little bit, so it's awesome because like they really own that personality, which is so fun. So, you know, maybe those provocative kind of like gr grumpy personalities do better. <laughs> well, do you help your clients with that? I mean, I think LinkedIn someone has a tone like like Shira Jones. She has a good bubbly. Oh, I love her. Yeah, um, she's good. I could listen to her all day. I could listen yeah, to like, her all day. Ronell, Ronell Richards, he's oh, like, yeah. oh. stop playing, do what you got to like, do you think that's necessary for people to kind of get seen to have a character? I know a while ago I wrote an article on LinkedIn that said prospect like a wrestler or something like that. And um, I thought about wrestling in the 90s, you have Macho Man, Hulk, yeah. and they all have personalities. So do you think that's kind of necessary now to kind of like have a persona for your social media, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook? I think you should be known for something. Like, you know, you have music, you have your bow tie, you have your, you know, your your journey. I think you should be known for something. I, I think it's good to not be like all over the place. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you know, some people are like, they're like serial entrepreneurs. You don't know like what they do everything. So mm -hmm. it's confusing a little bit. But if you, if you, I, I think it's a good idea to be known for something besides your product that you sell, your style, your show, your something I think that makes you stand out um, I do you know it's funny I had did you go to the LinkedIn global in New Jersey were, were you there I did not I wasn't <laughs> cool enough to get to that yet <laughs> uh, okay. I was, when I went I wasn't cool enough either don't worry <laughs> I so uh, but it's closer it's closer to me I, it's I, in New Jersey and Maryland so yeah. I went to it and I meant to bring a microphone because my plan was to go and like interview people um, but I had left the microphone in my office or I don't know, whatever. So I had a water bottle and I made a video and I'm like, ah, this is my microphone. I'm going to with it. <laughs> and it's so funny, like how many people came over to me and they're like, what are you doing? Your <laughs> no, but they, they saw my video and they were like, where's your microphone? Oh, I want to, you know, and like a lot of people were, and then at one point I put my water bottle down and I walked away and somebody came over to me and was like, your microphone's here. Oh, that's so, so awesome. <laughs> yeah. So if you can, you know, don't, don't, don't force anything because you have to be natural. You have to be real. But um, if you can, you know, find a way to have that personality, I, I would say, like, yeah. And, and an easy way to do that, honestly, like, first level is, like, get a good hashtag. Just that. Yeah. You know, just that. Or a quote or something, you know, like, just that is enough to do that beginning. People yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that because that's sort of my, my tagline have a plan, not a plea. And um, that was before I went on social media and then clients would remember that like, oh, I like that, have a plan, not a plea. So, I love um, that. It's really that, good. Everything's accidental for me. So I don't, the psychology and me reading a bunch of Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar sales books and stuff, that oh, yeah. it's all accidental. Um, but Marlon actually said, um, no corporate jargon, know your own audience. He also said, you guys with Twitter. <laughs> He's laughing, you guys with Twitter, but I understand it's like a preference, Android versus iPhone, master the strategy. I like that, master the strategy. That's I true. never got to get a Twitter, so Marlon, you were the expert. If I ever need to go on Twitter, I will go to you. Because go I to him. Blue. Exactly, exactly. I, I can say the same. Twitter is not my specialty. 
good. Well, I appreciate your time. I don't want to be mindful of your time. I don't want to, we can talk about this all day, obviously. All day. Um, <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. I really No problem. So I want you to leave some with the people. I mean, kind of, you know, we're in, we're in a content war, so views are down on stuff because more people yeah. are doing so People kind of get like, my, my views aren't like what they used to be. My engagement's down. Yeah. So for the people that are new and say, I have no views or I just want to start social selling. I have 500 connections. I got that benchmark. What do you think is the first thing to kind of say, hey, you're going to start social selling, do this. What's that first piece of advice you give clients when they come to you? Um, it depends how comfortable they are with like putting themselves out there. Like I have people who are very fearful of voicing themselves on social media for whatever reason. They're just okay. not comfortable. So if they're really not comfortable, um, start with just comments. Don't feel pressure to put out a post, to suddenly put out video. Um, just start commenting because you can really show up that way um, and you can get on people's radar and there's plenty of ways to connect with people in that way. Mm -hmm. Start with commenting. Um, if you are looking to get, uh, you know, if you are looking to start putting out content, you're comfortable with it, but you just don't know exactly, uh, just everyone says this but like just start yeah <laughs> only because you'll you, i can't necessarily tell you what's going to work and what's not and like the way you kind of came up with things by accident like it's because you put something out there and the world responded to it and they liked it so you're like okay yeah I'll do that. so you won't know until you get that feedback so mm -hmm. for you to you know sit and wait and like hem and haw over what you're going to do um you you just don't know what people are gonna like, so um, just start and then see what see what works, you know, and uh, tweak it as you go. You can always tweak things as you go. You don't have to have it perfect. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And kind of going back to something you said earlier, if you're gonna pitch somebody, read their profile. When you said uh, we talked about video content, <laughs> at least if you're starting somewhere, you're starting, but make sure you tweak what you're doing. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's a good point to kind of at least start to get it going. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, definitely look at people's profiles. Very good point. <laughs> know you who you're talking to, right? Yeah, don't pitch in the DM unless you're ready to pitch them. So or in the live stream, don't pitch in the live. Stream. <laughs> yes, not <laughs> pitch in the live stream, Marlon. We need to go back and check that out. We had a, a sales pitch in the live stream, but um, Marav, thank you so much for coming on here. Hi, thank you. Yeah, it's so good to connect, and I'm glad to glad to do this. And thank you so much. No problem, you guys. Thanks for doing right, for bye, business guys. benefits. We'll see you next time. Bye. Way of Life Group is an insurance firm dedicated to helping small businesses get the resources they need to grow, which includes employee benefits for any budget. Please check us out on LinkedIn for more information.